Rolling Maseches Brachas, Herak Vav Mishnah Zayin, 6-7. This Mishnah is the Mishnah which is the primary Mishnah which discusses the question of Iker and Tafel, um, when foods are being eaten together, um, they have two different Brachas. So the Din is, the rule is, that one recites the blessing over the primary component, the Ikar, and doesn't reciting a blessing on the Tafel, the secondary component. Um, now there's two ways one might understand that din um, in terms of the alumnus, the logic behind it. Either it could be, one might think, that because you're doing two things together and there's a primary and secondary, so it's the primary which requires the bracha and the secondary doesn't even require bracha at all uh, because it's coming sort of as like ancillary and subordinate to the primary food you're eating. Uh, the other possibility is that the blessing that one would otherwise have to say on the secondary food is included in the blessing one makes on the primary food. So just to take an example, we've there's the famous case of the chocolate-covered raisins. That would be a classic case, although a complicated case, of ikra and tafel. When a person's eating two different foods, um, chocolate and raisins, and let's assume that the blessing on chocolate is shahako, and the blessing on raisins is bray praets. So then there are two blessings we made, but it's a mixture you're eating. You're eating a mixture that's both chocolate and raisins. So... The rule would be that if, and this is quite an interesting case, if what's primary to you, meaning what you want is chocolate, you just want to have chocolate that's kind of chewy uh, and has a raisin in the middle, and therefore for you what's primary is the chocolate, then the blessing one would recite would be the chocolate on the chocolate and not on the raisin. Um, as opposed to if you just love, let's say, raisins or you love some nuts and you want chocolate-covered raisins or chocolate-covered nuts, and uh, the chocolate comes as sort of like ketchup on the hot dog, you have chocolate on your raisin or chocolate on your nut. So then the bracha one would say would be the bracha on the nut or the raisin, meaning the bray priya eats, and the chocolate would be secondary. If, however, one wants the combination of the two, which is probably the most common, you don't want chocolate, you don't want raisins, you want chocolate-covered raisins as a combination, then what would determine what is the um, ik or the primary would just simply go after the majority by volume. So if it's mostly chocolate, it would be chocolate, and if it's mostly raisin with a thin layer of chocolate, it would be bray priya eats. That's a typical case of of uh, Iker Vitafel and other similar kind of cases would be, let's say, salad and salad dressing or cereal and milk. In those cases, of course, the salad is Iker and the salad dressing is Tafel and the bracha is Bray Adama. And if you're talking cereal and milk, so of course, again, the cereal is the Iker and the bracha would be Adama or Mizonos, whatever the food is, and the milk not getting a bracha. Um, and in a case, let's say, of a fruit salad where one's eating both let's say, strawberries and bananas, whose brachas are bray together with, let's say, grapes and apples, whose brachas are bray And it's a mixture where, let's say, for argument's sake, in every spoonful, you're getting both types of foods, the adama foods and the haetz foods. So then the rule would be that the majority by volume is considered to be the ikar. So if the majority of the fruit salad is apples and grapes, then it would be bray And if the majority of the fruit salad were uh, strawberries and bananas, it would be bray adama. Those are all classic, typical cases of ikra and tafu. Um Now, in terms of the lambdas, one might again think that there's two possibilities, that when one makes a bracha on the eights, he's just sort of no need to make it on the hadama part of it, or one might think just the opposite, that that um, both food need a bracha, it's just that the bracha on the primary, the ikra, is what cover, covers um and, exa- and covers the blessing on the tafel. Now, we learned earlier on that the rationale behind making 
an obligation behind making brachas is that it's forbidden to benefit from Hashem's world without first expressing your gratitude to him. Um, and it's tantamount to stealing if one would do that. And that being the case, it's inconceivable that one need not make a bracha on any food components he's eating, even if it's subordinate, if it's secondary, a tafel. And therefore, the lundus has to be that when one makes the blessing on the primary ikra food, that included in it is the tafel already. Now, we've seen this already in two Mishnahs ago. We saw that when one's in the middle of a meal, he makes the blessing on the on the pas, hamotzi, and that covers the foods that come during the meal, even foods not even with, eaten with the bread. That's a bit of a chiddush there. You can have food not eaten together, but if you have, let's say, for argument's sake, bread first, and then in the middle of the, of the meal you have, let's say, a soup course with no bread. Of course, you're not eating bread with soup, but yet the soup is functioning like the bread, and it's tafel to it, and therefore the bracha of hamotzi on the bread covers also the bracha that one would otherwise have to say on the chicken soup. Um, our Mishnah here will have perhaps the most extreme case of all. It's a case where the post are very uncomfortable to extend it to other cases, or even to replicate it elsewhere, and therefore one should avoid this case altogether in real life. Um, as the mission rules, but be that as it may, the case is that one is eating a very salty food and it leaves sort of like this, you know, horrible, scratchy, burning salt sensation in the back of his throat. So to wipe that down, to, to wash that salty burn away, he eats bread. That would be a case where the primary food is the salty thing he ate and the subordinate to it, the tafel, is the bread, which is coming just to um, wash away or allow the salty food to be eaten. Um, that then is the opening of our mission, which says, of maliach. If they brought to a person uh, before him maliach, a salty food, let's say it's sardines, for example, but it could be, for that matter, you know, salty olives. Betchila, that's what came first. Ufas imo, and then with it comes bread to help wash down. It's like a chaser, if you will, to wash down the salty sardines. The bracha one should make is on the salty food, the sardines, shahakal, and that blessing shahakal on the sardines will cover the bracha, one would otherwise have to say, on the bread. Because the pas, the bread, is subordinate to the sardines, or the salty olives, etc. Now, it's a strange case, because you'd have to come up with the case where one wants the bread neither for its filling properties to fill you up, nor for its taste. If one would want the bread for taste or filling, then truth is any Mazonos foods are not uh, considered to be tafel and subordinate. They always get their own bracha, Mazonos, and certainly hamotzi, case of bread. So it must be a case where uh, one doesn't want this bread to fill them up or for the nourishing, you know, flavor properties, none of that, neither filling nor nor taste. And therefore the Gemara says it's a case where a person first gorged himself on very you know, saccharine, sickly sweet fruits. And now he's got this terrible, you know, nauseating sweetness <laughs> in his, in his palate or in his stomach. So to sort of, to sort of temper that, he goes for a salty food to cut the sweetness and he grabs those sardines or salty olives, whatever it is. And then because the salty olives are leaving this sort of, you know, the dry, crackly, salty, burning sensation in his throat, he grabs a piece of bread to, to wash that saltiness down. So that's a case where he didn't want, um, the bread anymore because it was full and it wasn't interested in the bread neither for the fillingness or the taste of it and that's where the bread can be subordinate and get no bracha at all. The Bartanura gives a case that he had a chilagasa and that means he ate himself to the point of, of being overstuffed from the fruits prior um, to eating the salty food. That's not so pashit how that would work because it's a question then why one would make a bracha even on the 
even on the on the sardines, the maliach, the salty food, if he's already totally stuffed. Um, but so let's not go that direction exactly. But let's just say simply that he he, as I said this before, he's eating the bread to wash in the salty food, which he and he didn't want the bread for taste or for nourishment. That would be a case of the most extreme case the Mishka could come up with, where something bread is subordinate to a salty food, um, an ikar, and they're not being eaten together. And even though the bread, of course, is normally normally always primary, in this case, it's it's secondary. Now, just to revisit that lambdas for a second. Since the case is that the blessing one makes shahakol on the sardines covers the bread, so that's the bracha rishona. What about the bracha acharona? What about the blessing afterwards? If one ate a kazayas of bread, one has to bench. So if one ate a kazayas of bread to wash down the sardines, would he make a bracha acharona? The answer, Papashas, it would seem, is no, he wouldn't, because the bread is really subordinate to the to the fish or the or the olives, and therefore it's almost like considered bread or excuse me, it's considered almost like sardine um, accompaniment or olive accompaniment, which means that there's no bracha achrona afterwards to bench on the bread. But amazingly, the bread would be mitzaref, it would be included in the requisite she or the volume that is required to make a bracha achrona on the sardines. Meaning, for example, if one ate, the requirement is one has to eat a, an olive's bulk of food to necessitate the bracha achrona, an after blessing. So let's say he ate um, only 90% of the volume of one olive worth of sardines. And then he grabbed some bread to wash that down. Well, we said there's no blessing on the bread afterwards, no benching on the bread, because it's considered to be just subordinate to the olives. Um, much the same way one doesn't say a blessing on the milk after he eats his cereal or his salad dressing on a salad, etc. <clears throat> um, but if the the sardines didn't constitute a full uh, kazayas, but the bread then would supplement it to reach the full kazayas, olives bulk, then it would seem he would have to make the blessing after eating uh, fish or olives because um, the, the shior is supplemented by by the bread. What I'm suggesting that if one ate less than a kazayas and olives amount of, of fish and then a full kazayas of bread, um, one would have to say the blessing after eating fish and not bread in our case in our Mishnah. It's quite a big chiddush. Um, it's Quite, uh, and therefore, if you want to look more into it um, and a fascinating discussion on the topic, you can look at Igris Moshe, Chelik Dalid, uh, that's uh, book four, let's call it section four, um, Os Membase um, 42.